Hello ladies and gents and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you listening into another episode and while we are getting into this episode, I want to say I want to greatly appreciate Jack from Rocket City, Rocket City Stippling from coming on to our last podcast. That was a great interview. I'm telling you what, it was so fucking good that I went back and actually listened to the whole episode all over again because it was that fucking great. So I want to greatly appreciate it. Go check out Rocket City Stippling on social media and on his website. You will not be disappointed. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the house rules. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's the best way to keep up to date on new podcast episodes that are released. Also, if you can, please leave us a review. It's the best way for other people to find our podcast when they are searching for gun-related content on their podcast platform. So if you can go ahead and leave us a review, that would be awesome. Also, go ahead and check us out on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is the number 2A Lifestyle. Instagram, 2 is spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. Uh, We also have a Patreon. And anything you guys give us on Patreon, I greatly appreciate. Everything that you give us goes directly back into this podcast. It goes to publish the podcast. It goes to purchase new equipment. It goes to us going to SHOT Show this year, if there's going to be a SHOT Show. That's some shit we're going to be talking about later. Uh, So everything you guys give us, it goes straight back into this podcast. I greatly appreciate anything that you give us. It's amazing. Uh, And also go ahead and check our website. It's 2alifestyle.com. That is the number 2alifestyle.com. That's where we post uh, our episodes as well. It's also where we post some articles in reference to shits going on in the gun community. And also, it is where we have some swag. So go ahead and check it out. I greatly appreciate it. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the show. Alright ladies and gents, uh, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment of our podcast and with that I will say uh, I might be a little off, I might be a little scatterbrained in reference to this podcast so if I fucking mix my words up or do any other dumb shit, excuse me. I am just not getting back from a vacation, which is why this is being recorded Monday instead of Sunday, which is normally what I do. Uh, I ended up going to Savannah, Georgia. Ended up going to some uh, different gun stores in Savannah, so I'm pretty happy. It was a good vacation. Uh, Just a little vacation for my girlfriend's birthday. Uh, It was a nice little drive, nice little trip, all that kind of good shit. And so... Not only am I coming back from a three-day vacation, but also uh, I am uh, deciding to be a fucking good boyfriend and uh, do a workout that my girlfriend is doing. Uh, so my glutes are fucking rubber, and uh, so is my core. So good news for me. I am uh, becoming fitter, I guess. Uh, beach bod ready is supposedly the fucking workouts we're doing. So uh, it is a hell of a weekend. A hell of a day, and it is only fucking Monday, so let's go ahead and start getting into our fucking stories. 
Well, the first story we're going to cover uh, is 2021 uh, SCI Hunter Show is canceled, but they are still saying SHOT Show is on. It is still on the calendar. So I am interested to see uh, Safari Club International is SCI. Uh, it is a huge hunters convention. It also takes place in Las Vegas. So it makes me wonder if this is something that Safari Club International is doing or is this possibly something that Las Vegas is doing. Uh, now something that I will say, uh, SCI has their event January 2021. Uh, it's at the Mandalay Bay. So I don't know if it's got to do maybe, and honestly, you know, fucking whatever you say, obviously I, you know, fucking truly believe that this COVID thing uh, is going to either tamper down or really ramp up after the election, uh, obviously just depending on who wins and who the media wants to make it seem like uh, they're either doing a good job or a bad job. So this might be in preparation for that, or it might be, you know, I don't know if it's the um, venue that canceled the show. I don't know if it's uh, Safari Club International that canceled the show, uh, or maybe it was a combination of both. I don't fucking know. So, But they are still saying SHOT Show is on, so we are very much looking forward to that. I am pre-registered to attend. Um, so obviously, let's cross our fingers. Hopefully SHOT Show keeps going on. Now, we constantly talk about the shooting sports here on the 2A Lifestyle Podcast, and I highly recommend that you check out and support your local shooting teams. Uh, if you have any people that are looking at getting, uh, you know, into the sports, uh, obviously try and foster that good relationship because that is a great way for people to get really into sports, uh, the shooting sports, and it is a great way for somebody to get on our side for the 2A lifestyle. So let's go ahead and mention a couple shooting sports stories uh, that are out there. This one comes to us from Amelan. Uh, Crossbreed Holsters sponsors a new pro shooter, uh, and that is Jesse Harrison. Uh, Jesse Harrison has victories, including the uh and I've never been able to really say this right, Bianchi, uh, you know, the holster, the Bianchi Cup, Steel Challenge, World Speeding Shooting Championships, and many USPSA National Championships. She's uh, brought home some trophies from those, so congratulations to her. And the next story also comes to us from Amelan, uh, and this is about Benelli Pro Shooters are continuing a hot streak of taking top honors. Uh, of course, this is going to be in the uh, shooting uh, with three gun. So uh, three guns, uh, you know, include shotgun. Benelli is obviously a shotgun company, so good on them, uh, including uh, the winners. Uh, you got Dakota Overland. Uh, she won the junior and high lady in tactical optics. Uh, so good on them. You know, good shit on that. Next story comes to us from Emiland, and the title of it is Representative Crenshaw and Texas Reloaded Candidates Unload on Guns Election. Uh, now, if you've seen this, uh, Dan Crenshaw, he's kind of, you know, uh, he is obviously he is a uh, former Navy SEAL. Uh, he is a combat vet. He's the guy with the fucking eye patch, basically. If you need help uh, recognizing who he is, but Dan Crenshaw, he got into some, uh, I guess you could say, hot water or some mud uh, was thrown at him a few months back. Whenever red flag laws started becoming a real hot button issue, because he stated that he would be interested in hearing about red flag laws. Um, 
you know, he has come out and said that he is uh, emphatically uh, pro Second Amendment. So, uh, you know, I don't know why he would say he would even listen to pro, uh, you know, uh, red flag laws. But he stated that he would listen about it just because he said, you know, if you go into uh, politics with such a closed mind, you're limiting your options. And, you know, I guess that fucking makes sense uh, as long as the end, you know, you say, you know, to anything that is going to limit people's civil rights, which the Second Amendment is a civil right. But uh, anyway, Representative Crenshaw, he has come out with a new host of different Republican, well, uh, I don't even, let me see, yeah, they're all Republican. Um, But yeah, he, he came out with a whole bunch of Republican candidates that are running for Congress in the state of Texas. All of them are combat veterans, uh, and that's, you know, kind of good shit. But it is in an attempt because, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a native Texan. Uh, I still have all of my extended family still lives in Texas. I go back to Texas pretty regularly. Uh, and, you know, Texas is slowly changing uh, to a more liberal state. And honestly, what it is, is fucking people moving uh, from liberal areas, especially California, uh, and they're moving to Texas because the economic uh, the economic opportunities in Texas are way better than they are in places like California. But that's because places in California they've elected uh, politicians that are uh, more liberal and they want to uh, prop up so many social welfare programs. So they tax businesses and the successful, and in doing that, they have created such a shit show over there in California. Uh, but whereas Texas really hasn't done that, Texas is uh, pretty, very much free market. I mean, fuck, you can, uh, you know, if you wanted to buy a bunch of land in the middle of a neighborhood and decide to open up a new music park, you can out there because there's no such thing as zoning laws out there. Uh, so you know, Texas has a very open, free spirit, and he. He has uh, teamed up with all these representatives and uh, done a pretty fucking cool uh, political ad. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, we're gonna be, and again, I'm gonna continue with this caveat. I'm not gonna tell you how you should vote, uh, but if you are listening to this podcast, you are obviously a gun lover, a gun enthusiast, and if that's the case, I suggest you highly vote for pro Second Amendment politicians. Uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be a Republican. You know, in uh, Alabama where I live, up until about 2013, 2014, uh, there was many, many, many Democrats uh, in the state offices here that are pro Second Amendment. Uh, that has obviously changed a lot since the polarization of the parties, uh, starting with Barack Obama and continuing with Donald Trump. But uh, there are still some uh, state Democrats here in Alabama that are pro Second Amendment. And so, like I said, just vote for a pro Second Amendment politician. I don't care if they have a R or a D or an L or an I or whatever the fuck political party that they are. As long as they're pro Second Amendment, make sure you vote for that person uh, because I think that is the most important thing. So, I just want to kind of get that out of the way. So, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, you not think that I'm just shilling for the Republicans. I'm not. Uh, you know, I've actually voted for many a Democrat since I've turned 18, and I could uh, on the state offices. Uh, and like I said, it just depends on their on their views. And 
my view is the Second Amendment. So that's the kind of politician I'm going to vote for. So don't think I'm just some shill for Republicans. I am just a shill for the Second Amendment, you can say. I want to make sure my Second Amendment is left untouched and unfettered as possible, uh, as much as possible. And if that's the case, also, I want to take back some of the um, restrictions that have been placed on my Second Amendment, uh, you know, NFA, so on and so forth. So with that, let's keep on getting into the story. This next story is actually pretty damn amazing. Uh, this comes to us from Hot Air. Uh, it states that the leading gun control group misses 2020 spending target by more than half. Now, this is actually a article that we had discussed earlier. Uh, Michael Bloomberg's uh, group called Every Town for Gun Safety. He had pledged earlier in the year to spend $60 million in 2020 to ensure that their agenda was front and center for the Democrats during this election cycle. Well, they actually actually only spent more like 25 million so uh, they're a little less than five million dollars short with about a week to go uh, for the election before uh, you know the election season is over so you know it is very well possible that they could spend that five million in a week but they hadn't spent a whole 30 million uh, in a whole year so they probably aren't even gonna make it up to half so that's Good news on us. Still, you know, more money than I want them to spend, but it is Michael Bloomberg. He is a multi-billionaire, and he's got the kind of money just to piss away on that. Uh, next thing, you know, and I'm going to just talk about this just because uh, this is a uh, matter that I am very well personally aware of. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of shit on this from different gun groups, uh, different pro-Second Amendment organizations saying, uh, you know, you live in Alabama. Don't let Doug Jones return to the White House and trample on your Second Amendment rights, which Doug Jones is a very fucking progressive piece of shit. Uh, he has voted against everything in the Senate that the majority of Alabamians wish. Uh, he won on a fucking fluke. Uh, he won because um, our senator uh, was appointed to the attorney general. That was Jeff Sessions. So they had to have a special election to have the uh, there's two years left in his term for the two years left of his term to be finished out. So it was an off season election. You know, everyone they they consider the presidential election uh, the the main you know show, and then the midterms is the two years in between each presidential election uh, where they have you know more Senate and House uh, elections and all that kind of shit. So, uh, if you do remember this, uh, it was the joke of many uh, late night TV shows. Uh, the fucking Republicans of Alabama decided to elect uh, Roy Moore to the Republican ticket for the Senate. Now, for those of you that don't know who Roy Moore is, he is a very a, a humongous religious zealot. And I tell everybody, you know, Roy Moore could run for any political office in the state and he could uh, fucking shoot somebody on live television and 30% of Alabama will vote for him just because that is how religious this state is. So he has a very strong base. I mean, he basically has 30% of the state in the, in the bag no matter what. Um, and, you know, uh, hardcore Christians are more likely to go vote as, you know, versus other people. Um, and on top of that, uh, the Republicans had a fucking free for all. 
in regards to who is going to be on the Republican primary. So everybody and their fucking mama ran on the Republican primary. Uh, and, of course, Roy Moore got his fucking, I swear, like I think it was on the dot. I think it was 30, it was like between 30 to 33% of the Republican primary. And then uh, they had uh, one other person get about the same, so they had to have a runoff. Now, if you know anything, you know there's less people that vote in a runoff than they do in a primary, let alone uh, you know general election. So you know a very small amount of people vote in runoffs. Um, so in that reason, you know again he has this humongous base of people that will just come out in droves for him. Uh, the churches and all that kind of stuff uh, went out and voted for him, and he won the Republican primary. And he went up against uh, Doug Jones. Now, the majority of Alabama is not a humongous Roy Moore fan. You know, uh, he is a zealot. He constantly keeps fucking getting kicked out of office. Uh, he's been kicked out of office twice. Uh, he was the Chief Justice of the State Supreme Court. He's been kicked out twice. Uh, once for uh, keeping a, you know, a monument of the Ten Commandments up there, and another one for refusing to abide by the Supreme Court's decision on gay marriage. Again, religious zealot. Um, so a lot, you know, and it costs the state a lot of fucking money and doing shit like that. And obviously, Alabama's not the richest state in the country, so uh, that kind of shit pisses us off. So uh, you know, a lot of people said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna hold my nose, vote for Doug Jones. Doug Jones just got two more, two years to, to serve out, and we can vote his ass out. So all this shit, and the reason I bring this up is because Amelan posted another fucking article says Alabama needs to ditch Democrat Doug Jones, vote yes for Tommy Tuberville. Um, for Senate. Now, and that's something else. I'm not a humongous fan for Tommy Tuberville. Uh, I don't think he, you know, he's never been a politician before. He was a fucking college football coach. Uh, and on top of that, he was a college football coach for the fucking farm college uh, across the state that we unfortunately have, you know, called Auburn University. So, uh, you know, I'm not a humongous fan of Tommy Tuberville, but I'd much rather have Tommy Tuberville up there than Doug Jones. So, uh, you know, all this bullshit, politician side, just tired of fucking seeing these gun groups saying, you know, spamming my email and text messages and flooding ads on my social media or whatever the fuck saying, you know, vote Doug Jones out. Motherfucker, I will eat my shoe and I wear a size 15 shoes so that's a big motherfucking shoe. Uh, it'll probably take me two sittings, but I will eat my fucking shoe if Doug Jones wins re-election. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into some of the more politics that we have on the show, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there's some stuff uh, in the gun industry that happened that we'll, we will talk about. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is election season. Presidential election is very important because uh, they very much guide policy uh, in regards to uh, domestic policy, especially, especially with the motherfucking ATF. And they appoint Supreme Court justices, which, again, we'll talk about later as well. The next article, and I thought this was very interesting because, uh, and this is, you know, I the reason I, I kind of lay out my shit just because, uh, you know, to make sense and flow nicely and all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, we've talked about Joe Biden's plans. Joe Biden is going to destroy the gun industry. That is his plan. And I will tell you how he's talking about doing it. Right now, there is a thing called the lawful or protection of lawful commerce and arms act and basically what that says uh, states is that if a company 
in good faith sells a uh, like for example a product to in 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 obviously in this example we're talking about firearms so if a company in good faith sells a firearm to somebody you know as long as they're not marketing like oh the, the coolest death machine out there uh, they are uh, protected legally from being sued when they sell that gun to somebody that goes and blasts away a motherfucker, uh, you know, a ton of motherfuckers. So if he goes commits a mass shooting, and then the victims of that mass shooting want to sell or want to sue that gun company that sold it to him, they are protected from the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. So. That is a uh, humongous thing. There has been lots and lots and lots of lawsuits, uh, unfortunately, brought forth by uh, people like Every Town for Gun Safety, uh, Brady uh, Campaign, all that kind of shit. You know, they suck, and I hate to say it like this, they sucker these victims of, uh, or the families of the victims of mass shootings into filing lawsuits. And these people put up a lot of time, a lot of money of their own in reference to these lawsuits. And uh, they're kicked out every time. Every time they're kicked out because of the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. So uh, it is a humongous thing that protects our gun industry because, uh, you know, an arms list. Arms list is always, you know, arms list is not some great big company like Smith & Wesson or Glock or whatever. So arms list is constantly sued because they are uh, the media, you know, the... What am I trying to say? The internet space that people use to sell privately, you know, sold, uh, owned and privately sell guns. Uh, so they're constantly raising money. And I just saw an email from them where they're uh, doing like a, peer, a tiered uh, payment system for membership and all that kind of stuff uh, just because they're constantly being sued. Uh, and it does cost money for these gun companies to uh, fork up the money to an attorney to file to get this stuff tossed out in court because of the uh, Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. So it does suck, but they don't have to continue in... Uh, you know, tr you know, civil trials and settlements and all the other kind of shit. Well, Joe Biden has announced that in his uh, presidential platform that he wants to get rid of that for uh, farms companies. So that is a, a great way to fucking get rid of that kind of stuff. You know, get rid of farms companies, to get rid of uh, firearms sellers, firearms manufacturers, ammunition manufacturers. All kinds of crazy shit. So, it's it's insanity. Uh, and of course, he wants to go after the AR-15. Uh, he wants to add a tax stamp. You know, he basically wants any AR rifle to be added under the NFA. He also wants to do gun rationing. He wants to include the days of gun over snagging a deal, you know, uh, or planning for Christmas where they could buy, you know, maybe a, a gun for dad, a gun for grandpa, a gun for uncle, you know, especially when shit's, you know, on sale. He wants to limit uh, the purchase of farms to one a month. Next, he wants to have background checks for all grand, uh, gun transfers. You know, the quote-unquote gun show, gun show loophole. He wants, if you sell a firearm, you have to take that firearm to the police department. The police department has to run a background check for you. And then at that point, you are allowed to um, uh, sell that firearm privately. So, all that kind of crazy shit. Uh, he wants to strip guns from some beneficiaries that are on Social Security. Now, this is something that Obama tried. Uh, you know, he was going to delete 
seventy-five thousand people. They were going to be unable to uh, purchase or own a firearm because they'd be considered third purse forbidden. He's that something he's wanting to do. He's wanting to bail ban on on. Blah, 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 blah. He's wanting to ban all online sales. That's including sale of firearms, ammunitions, gun kits, and gun parts. He is wanting to have a license for every gun that is out there. So basically registration. He's wanting to have only smart guns being sold. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to, you know, I have iron sights as uh, on top of my uh, red dots and, and all that other kind of shit for a reason because that shit fails and you need to have good old mechanics behind to substitute for electronic failures. But he's wanting to only have smart guns being sold in America. He's wanting to have mandatory gun locks. You have to have your firearm secured safely. You know, you're not allowed to, to keep a gun in your everyday carry tray or whatever the fuck. No, it's got to be mandatory gun locks and he's wanting to have more gun seizures he's wanting to have mandatory gun buybacks he's wanting to have mandatory gun seizures for those that do not fall in with gun buybacks and, and that's absolutely fucking insanity so please like i said i'm not telling you to vote republican you can vote fucking joe jorgensen if you want but if you vote for biden and you're a gun enthusiast that is what you're voting for and with that, this next article to me comes pretty, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting. This comes to us from the Traverse City Record Eagle, and Traverse City is in Michigan. Uh, it is stating some sheriffs say they won't enforce ban on guns at polls. Uh, this is obviously becoming a big thing uh, on the news where a lot of people are scared saying that people carrying firearms into the polls are in fact intimidating voters and some people, some courts are even weighing in on it. But sheriffs in Michigan are saying, well some sheriffs I should say, let me put that little caveat on there. Some sheriffs say they will not enforce ban on guns at polls. And this is interesting. He says uh, a Benzie County Sheriff Ted Schneedle, I guess that's his, how you say his name, Schendel, Ted Schendel, my bad sheriff there, uh, says that it's illegal. He uh, says that they don't have the authority to make those sort of laws. He says that he wishes that the politicians in Michigan would just left it alone because now it's going to create problems for all of us. People are going to press the issue because they know it's an illegal order. So he says that, of course, you're going to have these people that maybe would not have shown up at the polls with guns are now going to show up at the polls with guns because they believe it's an illegal order or they want to exercise their Second Amendment right and just basically spit in the face of these politicians. But then you're also going to have those people that are uh, Karens, we shall say, that are going to call the sheriff's office and try and have them come and, you know, unlawfully detain these people that are exercising their Second Amendment right at the polls. Uh, and also, some sheriffs are saying they just don't have the manpower to deal with every fucking Karen that decides to call at the polls to say that someone's carrying a gun at the polls. It's just very interesting, and I would say that this is a very good... Uh, precursor to what I feel that if Biden were to enact some of his gun control, if he is elected, that a lot of law enforcement will not enforce it. So going on into our next story, and if you haven't already, this happened today, 
And we want to, and obviously the Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, they are happy that Judge uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Amy Coney Barrett has been confirmed by the Senate, and she is now the new Supreme Court Justice. Uh, I, we feel that this is a great victory for the Second Amendment. Obviously, she doesn't have a humongous track record for us to for sure say that she is a 100% certified Second Amendment uh, belief. I don't even want to say believer because, you know, if you believe in the Constitution, legitimately, you believe in the Second Amendment. So kudos to uh, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett on that. Uh, next is going to come to us from Ameland, and this title is The Firearms Policy Coalition Continues Fight for 2A Rights of Young Adults in New Federal Lawsuit. And basically what has happened is the FPC has filed a lawsuit challenging the state of Pennsylvania's laws that prevents young adults under the age of 21 from carrying a loaded firearm outside the home for self-defense. The case, Laura v. Uh, Evanchik, uh, can be viewed at the fpclegal.org website if you wish to do so. Uh, but basically what it says is that uh, Pennsylvania has a law that states that uh, nobody under the age of 21 can carry a loaded farm outside of their home for self-defense. Now, obviously, this does not include... Um, Handguns, because you have to be a certain age to purchase a handgun legally, and in those states, well, I, I don't know Pennsylvania, but I know here in Alabama, you're not allowed to carry a pistol permit unless you are uh, 21 as well. But now you can open carry without any sort of permit at any age. <clears throat> so, I don't know if this is in reference to a handgun probably knowing the FPC they want to give themselves the best chance of success so this is probably with some sort of rifle maybe shotgun things of that nature because you can be 18 and purchase a shotgun or rifle anywhere in the country and you can even actually purchase it outside your home state of residence your state of residence so uh, that is what FPC is doing I think that is going to be exciting news actually and we will be keeping an eye out on that this next article also comes to us from Amelan, and it states the Ninth Circuit Court, uh, our Ninth Circuit District Judge, delivers another superbly written court order. And basically, what this is, it states that uh, it is obviously a Second Amendment case, and it is interesting because this is also from Judge Roger T. Benitez. Uh, this order was written on the 23rd of September in 2020. Now I will say this article was written on the 23rd of October, uh, and it basically states that a number of California residents, farms, businesses, special interest groups, foundations, and a political action committee have ordered a uh, organized a lawsuit to sue the California uh, Attorney General uh, to challenge the constitutionality of California's complex net of regulations for the ownership and use of various firearms the state deems to be assault weapons. The lawsuit has been winding its way through the federal legal system in the Ninth Circuit. Uh, the actual uh, case is Miller v. Becerra, uh, and basically Judge Benitez demolishes the argument that the plaintiffs have no standing because they have not suffered an injury. Uh, the chilling of the... Or the, the exercise of the constitutional right is an injury the i'm sorry the chilling of the exercise of a constitutional right is an injury in federal pres, uh, jurisprudence basically stating uh the state was saying that there was no injury to the parties involved uh but judge benitez says that the uh basically a right deny uh, a right delayed is a right denied basically so uh cool shit on that now going on into the 
next article that's kind of taking us away from uh, the judicial side of things. This comes to us from Amline, and this is an article that's actually a few days old, but it is very interesting, and I wanted to uh, kind of put it out here because this is actually a very good article uh, that if you haven't already, please go ahead and check it out. Uh, the title of the article is, Leaks Show Multiple Companies Targeted Over Pistol Braces in the History of ATF Hostility. Now, obviously, uh, this is uh, from the... ATF and the former Department Assistant Director of Enforcement Programs and Services, Curtis W. Gilbert, uh, has discussed pistol braces at multiple meetings with other ATF employees. And in his opinion, pistol braces, specifically the SP Tactical SBA4, are stocks. He hinted that the ATF would make regulatory action against the devices designed to help disabled people to use firearms. The current Department Assistant Director of Enforcement Programs and Services, Andrew Graham, has also expressed hostility to pistol braces in internal ATF meetings with staff members. The ATF's law enforcement side sent a cease and desist letter, if you are not familiar, to QLLC, which is the manufacturer of the Honey Badger, telling them to stop making the Honey Badger and... Uh, Q sent out a letter to all their customers stating what happened and what people should do if they have one of these honey badgers because uh, currently, right now, the ATF is stating that that is a short-belled rifle and not a pistol. Well, we have covered stories where politicians have wrote to the ATF stating that the uh, targeting of the pistol braces is, in fact, making law and, and not enforcing the law that is written. And the ATF has since came out with a, uh, I think it's a 60-day um, grace, uh, 60-day pause on the cease and desist letter, uh, basically backtracking a little bit, trying to see, uh, yeah, 60 days says right here, uh, a, to you know, saying that hey, you know, hold off on what we said, but just for 60 days. And I think basically they're trying to see if there's any. Um, if this will calm down, maybe they're trying to see what will happen with the next presidential election, uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it is clear that the ATF is wanting to come after our pistol braces. And I think this is the hill we need to die on. I think the ATF needs to stop their fucking bullshit and they need to stop trying to uh, write the law and stop even trying to interpret the law. Just enforce the law as it is written. You are not elected officials. Do not try and interpret a law that elected officials have written. So that bullshit out of the way. This next thing that the ATF has done is complete bullshit. This also comes to us from Amalan, and the title of it is ATF threatens to prosecute out of business gun dealers who comply with the law. Now basically what this states is if you had an FFL and your FFL ceases business operations, any firearms remaining in inventory may be transferred either to another dealer or license uh, own person or the licensee's own personal collection. Either way, the, the disposition for each and every firearm must be recorded in the dealer's uh, AD book. Uh, but basically, what they're saying uh, is that the uh, ATF has operated uh, stating that the, you know under that law well in uh, 2014 ATF has uh, changed it uh, 
And in 2014, uh, the ATF Deputy Chief uh, Field Management, you know, whatever the fuck, uh, stated that he was uh, wanting to kind of change it at the time. And it's just been going on and on. And uh, basically, fast forward to the present, uh, ATF uh, Deputy Assistant Director, whatever the fuck, Megan Bennett issued an instruction to all ATF field officers ordering that ATF personnel actually stop publicly disseminating the notice of permissible methods of inventory liquidations to FFLs who go out of business. So, I mean, they keep changing, and this is exactly a perfect fucking example of what's going on with pistol braces and bump stocks. So, the ATF is constantly changing their rules on what they should do or what. Sh- uh, people that manufacture firearms, FFLs, so on and so forth, should do to stay in compliance with the law. And it is a very important thing that they stay in compliance with the law because these are federal laws. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't know the difference between being charged with federal something and being charged with something you know, at your state level, uh, you know, federally, you're going to do day for day what you're sentenced. You're going to do at least 90% of the time. You know, it's not like you get sentenced to 10 years and you get out in a year and a half in good behavior and you're on probation for the rest of the time. No, if you get sentenced for 10 years, you're going to be doing at least nine years, but most likely you're going to be end up doing the whole motherfucking 10 years. Uh, so that's not fun. And then also the fines are very massive in regards to uh, federal crimes. So, you know, obviously we... You know, Second Amendment people are very cordial. We love to uh, go by the rules as long as the rules are not unconstitutional. And, uh, you know, especially if you are a business and this is how you earn your living, you want to follow the ATF's rules. Well, now they're saying that we should, that they should not send out memos stating how things should be done, uh, even if it is changed, because they want to catch people slipping up, basically. Fucking madness. Going on into the next story, and this is a, a, a series of what the fuck kind of stories. So bear with me on this. Uh, this is a story called, uh, it's from Politico. It says, they're not afraid, they're buying guns, but they're not voting for Trump. Uh, the drumbeat of a natural crisis is driving first-time gun sales across the country, and the buyers aren't who you might expect. Now, this is exactly very true. And this article actually comes from Austin, Texas. Again, kind of like what I was telling you about Texas earlier. Uh, and basically, it follows several first-time gun owners who purchased guns but says that they're not voting for Trump. Now, if you're out there, and I'm just kind of stressing again what I've said numerous times, if you're out there and you have purchased a gun recently for the first time, uh, I hope you enjoy your Second Amendment right. I hope you become a uh, impassioned gun enthusiast and you care about your Second Amendment issues. But now with that, I think you need to vote for politicians that are uh, going to support your Second Amendment rights. Now, I am not saying Donald Trump is uh, the best Second Amendment politician on the ballot, uh, but I will say he's definitely better than Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden has made it clear what he wants to do. And with the way that executive actions have gone uh, from both the Obama administration and the Trump administration, 
Uh, I am definitely afraid that uh, a Biden administration, and honestly, it's going to be a, a Kamala Harris administration because Biden is not going to survive four years. They've already uh, said in a Harris administration, bullshit like that. Uh, so I'm a firm believer that if Biden gets elected, he is not going to even do a full two years. Uh, he's going to step aside for health reasons, and Harris is going to be the president. Uh, but anyway, with that, I firmly believe that they're going to use executive orders to implement their gun control agenda. Uh, so I hope that if you are a first-time gun owner out there, that you will start researching your politicians to see how they stand on the Second Amendment, uh, and that you vote for pro-Second Amendment politicians. This next article is a humongous, next two articles actually, are amazing, humongous what-the-fucks. This comes to us from NBC Connecticut, uh, and this title is Guns Finding New Use in Gardening Tools. Basically, a retired bishop uh, has a new skill, and that is uh, blacksmithing. And what this motherfucker's doing is he's purchasing guns. Uh, well, he's getting guns from gun buybacks, and he's turning them into gardening tools. His uh, fucking, if you want to go look him up, his bullshit is... Oh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, Curry and Sword to Plowshares Northeast has uh, repurposed and unwanted guns uh, turned over from the streets and from inside homes, and he's made about 150 tools. Uh, this sorry motherfucker, you know, just doing this horse shit. It's bullshit. I, you know, anytime I see guns cut up or smashed or any other kind of shit, especially no telling what kind of guns are turned in. You know, you, there every now and then there is some rare gems and pieces of history that are turned in that just it hurts my heart the way it is. Uh, going on into the last news article of our segment, and this is a humongous what the fuck story. Uh, it comes to us from Emily. And it was, the title of it is, New Jersey Gun Owner Trust Police Gets Arrested, Charged, and Home Raided. Now, this is kind of fucking crazy. So, this fucking guy, he uh, purchases fuel filters off of a Facebook ad. Now, if you have seen these fuel filter ads on Facebook, because I'm sure Facebook uh, mines your data just like it mines mine, and I see this shit on there. Uh, it's basically uh, a fuel filter that looks like a suppressor. So he purchases two fuel filters, and uh, he gets one in before the other. When he gets one in, he takes it to a auto shop trying to figure out where the fuck it would go on his vehicle. The auto shop is apparently uh, not a cuck, and he knows what is going on. So he says, that is not a fuel filter. That is a suppressor. Uh, so he takes this fuel filter uh, that it was sold, and I've seen these ads as well. It's sold and advertised as a fuel filter. He takes it to his local police station and says that he ordered this on Facebook. He thought it was a fuel filter, uh, but when he took it to Auto Shop, the Auto Shop said it's actually a suppressor, and he wanted to return, uh, turn it in because he did not want to get in any sort of legal trouble. He said that he ordered a second one, but it has not come in yet. But he said that if he gets it in, he'll bring it in, turn it in, just like he did with that one. Uh, but as soon as he got home, he canceled his order. 
Well, uh, all this shit comes from China, and if you ordered anything from Wish.com, you will know that uh, shit from China takes about a month to maybe even three to get in. Uh, so the second one ends up coming in because obviously it was already en route after he had canceled his order and he takes it straight to the police department and when he was took it straight to the police department he was met by federal agents uh, and he was arrested for having an unregistered suppressor so uh, uh, what the fuck story indeed what the fuck so with that uh before we go on into our next segment i want to go ahead and just give a quick shout out to our sponsor cold work concealment uh if you haven't already go ahead and check out cliff at coldworkconcealment.com he makes amazing holsters uh great kydex holsters uh, i just talked to him the other day he's going to be doing a custom holster uh for my sheriff and it's i'm excited uh it's the, the leaps and bounds that Cliff has taken since I first met and uh, was introduced to Cliff uh, is amazing uh, what he's done with Cold War Concealment. He makes great quality holsters and actually I saw an, another gun content creator. Uh, they did a review on discrete, uh, discrete concept carry clips uh, and basically these are metal clips that go in holsters. Uh, Cliff, you know, when I first met, met you know, was introduced to Cliff and he gave me some holsters to review. Uh, he had the plastic foamy clips and I told him, I said, you know, hey, uh, you know, your holsters are great and these foamy clips honestly are not even that bad, but you know, I'm a humongous fan of these plastic foamy clips because eventually they will fail. And uh, he ended up, you know, taking that to heart and I think with some other people telling him the same thing and he ended up putting those, uh, those metal clips on his holsters uh, a while back. And he uh, is kind of a trendsetter because now I'm seeing a lot more of other holster companies uh, is adding these and they're coming standard with their holsters. Uh, so that's good stuff. He's got a new website up. He's selling a lot more uh, than just Kydex holsters now. He's selling gun parts. He's also selling medical gear, which is amazing. Uh, and he also just came out with a Kydex wallet. Uh, so there is some great shit coming from Kydex, uh, you know, Kydex holsters at Cold War Concealment. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, coldworkconcealment.com. And let's go ahead and start getting into the next section. Well, this is the Gun Gear Products News and Reviews, and we have some uh, gear to talk about, and we have some gear news to talk about. In the gear news, uh, Tactical Life uh, wrote this article, Magpul is to release a second ever knife with stonewashed titanium rigor. Uh, now, I'm just going to flat out say I am a uh, Magpul fanboy. I like Magpul a lot. They make a lot of great products uh, at a good price, and it is great shit. So I love Magpul. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Next article uh, is in reference to a bayonet mount from Geisley Automatics. Now, this is specifically a bayonet mount that you can hook to your M-Lock rails uh, for your uh, AR-15 platform rifles. Now, this shit is pretty cool. Uh, it's a little pricey. Uh, if I remember correctly, the MSRP on these are about 150 bucks. Uh, it comes in black or tan, but it gives you the opportunity to mount a bayonet on your rifle, and that is just 
fucking cool as shit to flex on the pores. Uh, I think bayonets are amazing. I wish that they were more standard issue in the military and they had bayonet drills again in the military, but unfortunately that is not the case. Uh, the next article uh, is in reference to colorful new non-explosive reactive targets from Spoot targets. Now, I guess that's how you say it. It's basically S-P-U-T, but above the U, there's those two little German dots. Uh, and it's cool. You know, it's targets that don't explode, so you can actually still see your target after you hit it, but basically it releases powder behind the target so you can see that you made a hit. Uh, it's, this is would be awesome for uh, really long-range shooting. So if you're doing... Um, you know, I guess probably maybe six, seven hundred yards out, uh, and maybe you don't have a, a spotting buddy there with you to that could spot your targets for you. Uh, you're just you know looking down your uh, rifle scope, wanting to make sure that you got a hit. Boom! There's your powder. You're good to go. So that's cool shit. Getting into PRS, PRS myself, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and finally, uh, Riton Riton Ridden Raw, whatever the fuck. Optics announces new patriotic uh, patriotic series assembled in the United States. Uh, anytime anything's made in the United States, that's that's cool shit, and you know I'm definitely gonna say good on them and support them on that. Uh, now I do have a couple products that I have myself that I wanted to talk about that are pretty fucking cool. Uh, I got a uh, Mantis X Blackbeard in from Mantis X, and what this is is a um, AR-15 trainer system uh, that replaces your magazine, your charging handle, and your bolt carrier group. Uh, it is uh, something that is not actually linked to the Bluetooth, but it is a laser. It, and what mainly what it is is um, the part that goes into your magazine well is the battery and the bolt carrier group and charging handle uh, are the it's like a little laser that's almost like a bore sighter uh, and every time you press the trigger uh, it automatically resets the trigger so you don't have to charge your charging handle all you got to do is just keep pulling the trigger and Oscar Mike uh, and keep on going with it and I'm going to be releasing a pretty funny video I say in reference to this so be looking out for that uh, but it's cool shit. I haven't got an MSRP on it yet, uh, but I'm actually going to be doing an actual write-up as well as a video uh, for the review. But you know, we've had Mantis X on the show previously. I'm just going to say, you can call me a shill if you want for Mantis X, but I, I person, and I'm just going to straight up say that I am a, a humongous fan of Mantis X products. So uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm. That's going to sway my bias towards the product any uh, you know I will say that I was kind of hoping that maybe it did connect to the app uh, so that way you can uh, you know run drills with it uh, you can use your normal mantis X um, uh, you know system uh, that you normally would put on your handgun and stuff you can do that on there uh, but it would just been cool if it was all just encompassed in one little thing uh, but that's not you know a, a deal breaker at all you can still have uh, great training with it and I will show you what kind of great training you can have with it so pay attention to my social media and YouTube I forgot to mention that in the beginning we do have a YouTube channel uh, so be on the lookout for that also I got some three millimeter uh, 
Peltor Comtac 5s uh, for a hell of fucking deal. Now, I will say, let me kind of backtrack. On the Manus X, I was given that uh, for review. I did not pay that for my own money, so I want to just kind of be open about that. Uh, but on these Comtacs, I did pay for these, uh, and they're pretty fucking good. You know, I will say, you know, I did the Walker um, Bluetooth earbuds a while ago. I honestly think the uh, ambient noise was a lot more clear in those but this you know it, uh, Peltor has been around for a while uh, it has been used by a lot of military units uh, to protect their hearing uh, but also to work with comms and all that kind of stuff uh, it honestly it sounds like a radio uh, when you're listening to the ambient noise around you uh, they're very comfortable I will say they're a lot more comfortable than my Howard lights uh, that I had for over-the-ear protection um, and also, uh, the battery life, you know, uh, lasts a long time. And honestly, uh, it is very rugged, I will say. Uh, I left my range bag in the back of my truck, and I have a, a cover over my truck bed, um, but it's not really waterproof. Uh, I left my range bag in there from a range day that I had last week, and I left it in there when I went out of town for vacation this past weekend. And, uh, you know, it's on my way back. I was talking to my family on the way back and uh, seeing how my dogs were. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, you know, it's raining, all this kind of shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, I left my range bag in the back of my truck. Uh, so I went back and, and looked at it and, uh, you know, checked out, checked them out put them on my ears, make sure they're still working, and they still fucking work amazingly great. So, uh, you know, it's not like I dunked them in water to see if they work. They, you know, got a little water on them. Uh, when it rained uh, for a good bit all day on our way back, uh, you know, to my house. So, pretty rugged, pretty reliable, pretty fucking expensive, too. Uh, they uh, averaged about $700. Uh, I paid way fucking less than that. Uh, which is the reason why I picked them up, especially after I got those Walker Bluetooth earbuds. Uh, but I couldn't pass up on this deal for for what it was. Uh, so you know, got it for under two hundred dollars, and these were brand spanking new in the box. No, they weren't stolen. Uh, so go fuck yourself on that. But it's a good product. So uh, I have a Ruger Precision Rimfire. I just got today. I'm going to be taking that bitch uh, to the range this weekend. So be on the lookout for the next review on that. And with that, let's start wrapping this bitch up and get into the gun culture segment. Now we're going to be doing a little something different uh, for our gun culture segment. Uh, instead of just talking about one movie, uh, this is going to be our Halloween episode, sort of, because uh, last year we actually released an episode, uh, I think the weekend of Halloween, but this episode we are releasing the weekend before Halloween. So with Halloween coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about some iconic Halloween movies. Now, some of these movies are streaming on different platforms, whether it be Hulu, Amazon Prime, or Netflix, uh, so go check it out. Obviously, the first one, 1978's Halloween, uh, great 357 Magnum revolver in that. Uh, he also has a, a Smith & Wesson M639 9mm. So, good shit. Next one, Night of the Living Dead, the 1968 and 1990 version. 
you know, there's some Ithaca shotgun, Smith & Wesson Model 10 revolvers, uh, Winchester 1894 Reviver, all kinds of good shit in there. Next one, one of my personal fucking favorites, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, you have the Remington 870 Police Magnum. You also have uh, the fucking uh, Poor Andy, you know, with, with a sniper rifle up there. Dog Soldiers, 2002 movie. Pretty good fucking movie. Check it out. Uh, of course, you have HK-41 rifles. Uh, you have some LA, uh, L85A1 bullpup rifles, uh, MP5A2s, all that kind of good shit. Of course, you have aliens. Uh, you know, some futuristic-looking guns in there. Uh, you have Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Ash versus Evil Dead. Great fucking shit, man. Great gun movies. Uh, of course, you have Blades, The Underworlds, all great gun movies, uh, modified uh, Cobras, in, uh, Cobras in there, you know, Mac Tens, all kinds of shit. Check them out. Good movies. Cujo, another good one. Uh, not a whole lot of guns in there. Good scary movie though. It's got a Smith and Wesson Model 64 in there. The Mist. Oh, this fucking movie. When I first saw it, the movie and the TV show are fucking great. Uh, when I saw this one, oh shit. But you had a, a cult detective uh, special in there. Uh, so, again, a lot of M4A1 rifles as well. Not a whole lot of guns in there. The fucking Monster Squad. This was a great movie back in the day when I was growing up. Uh, you know, some guns in there. You got uh, Smith & Wesson Model 15 revolvers. Uh, you have uh, pump shotguns. That kind of stuff in there. Great fucking movies. Y'all, check out... Uh, some of those movies I know a lot of those are streaming so check them out and reach out to us let us know what is your favorite Halloween movie I fucking love Halloween it is the top three of my favorite holidays up there with Christmas and the 4th of July so with that let's go ahead and wrap this up and I hope you have a safe Halloween Well, guys, that is going to be the end of the show. I greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. And again, if you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That is the best way to keep up with new episodes that are coming out. Also, if you can, leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related podcasts on their podcast providers. Also, check out our social media. We have a Facebook and Instagram. Uh, number two on uh, Facebook and two spelled out, TWA, but it is 2A Lifestyle. Uh, and also check us out on Patreon. Again, anything you guys give us, we fucking really appreciate it. And it's not some money that we just fucking put in our uh, pockets and you know just keep it and use it whenever we go to the fucking strip club and pull it out of the ass and titties machine, you know, the ATM. Uh, it is money that goes straight back into this podcast. It is you know money that we go to make this podcast better for you guys. So greatly appreciate anybody that helps us out on Patreon. Uh, also, check us out our website. It is 2alifestyle.com. On there, we have our po uh, podcast episodes published. We have articles on there. Also, we have some swag. So go ahead and check it out. 
So with that, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. And I hope you guys have a great and safe Halloween. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Real fast while we fight each other because they want us just like that. We so divided by race, religion, color, and class. Now it's who doesn't, doesn't motherfucking wear a mask. And the virus is real, but it's seeming like they planned it. The way they're using it to their political advantage. I don't claim to have the answers, but I'm telling you what. Bill Gates is mad sus. Sketchy as fuck. 2020 been some shit fucking life got crazy bunch of trolls looking for someone to type at angry y'all just hate on everybody